Yes, it is very exciting to talk about Cain and Abel and the world's first ever murder. But even more exciting will be the value of the incredible lessons you are going to learn by going through this story in a proper way. My name is Rabbi Yitzwine. I'm the rabbi of Young Israel, Asia of Las Vegas. Thank you so much for joining us on the Life is Great podcast. And yes, today you are going to learn exactly how you can connect with Life is Great. So we're talking about the story of Cain and Abel. And they were born right after Adam and Eve were expelled from the Garden of Eden, which, by the way, is an important note because God responds to humanity. We did not speak about this so much last time. But after God commanded Adam and Eve, don't eat from the tree of good and evil, the tree of knowledge, and they disobeyed God, the Almighty did something marvelous for them. He gave them consequences. So yes, you know, woman was, you know, had a, now is a subject to difficulty in bearing and raising children. If you've never raised teenagers, you might not understand that, but it is a difficulty. It is a curse. She's also, um, was given the fact that she will desire her husband's lead in, in sexual matters. And, um, and he is now going to have to, you know, work for a living, eat from the, he will eat bread from the sweat of his brow, you know, which again is going to force him on a regular basis to, to connect with the almighty. And most of all, they get kicked out of the garden of Eden. So now they have to build their life. And these consequences were remarkable because they're sending the message to all of us that God responds to our free will actions. If you want to create horrible children, just don't give them consequences for their actions, and they will turn out to be absolute monsters. So now that there's been a little bit of a reset, Adam and Eve start having children. And of the children, they have Cain and Abel. So uh, Cain is an interesting fellow. He grows up and he connects with the most important idea ever in life. And that is the idea of gratitude. He's walking around. He says, listen, I can walk. I can talk. I can think. I have to do something for God. And and by the way, and this is an important idea over here because, you know, right now you can probably walk, talk, and think. You're engaging in all these blessings that most often you're taking them for granted. And you think if you could take for granted, not really appreciate your life, you know, as you walk, talk, think, go to the bathroom and do these things. Is there anything in your life that you would accomplish that you perhaps would also take for granted, right? If we take for granted huge things, not have gratitude for huge blessings in our life, then no matter how much God gives us, we could also take for granted those things as well. So Cain does something remarkable. He says, I want to bring an offering to God. So he brings, he's a farmer and he brings some flax. He brings, which if you've ever seen flax, there's nothing so special about flax. Abel, his brother says, oh, that's a good idea. And Abel stops and says, you know what? I want to bring the choicest of my flock. So evidently God is very happy with Abel's sacrifice because he's saying, I want to do my best. You know, I always say to people, you know, listen, you know, maybe you want to come to a class, come to, you know, engage in Judaism, engage in our programs. Very often people say, well, Rabbi, I'll do my best. Now, usually what that means is no, but, (laughs) but I say, you know what, do your best. That's all God wants from us. All the almighty wants from us is our best. But unfortunately, when it came to Cain, even though he had the right idea, he did not do his best. And because he did not do his best, he somehow saw 
that God was not pleased with his offering. Well, what happened then was he became a little depressed. And God comes to Cain. It says that to Cain and his offering, God did not turn. And this annoyed Cain exceedingly, and his countenance fell. And this is the beginning of the end for Cain. He became depressed. So God comes to him and says, Cain, why are you annoyed? Why is your countenance fallen? Surely if you improve yourself, you'll be forgiven. But if you don't improve yourself, then sin crouches at the door. Its desires toward you, but you can conquer it. So you understand what's going on here. Is Cain gets down on himself. God gives him a pep talk, a pep talk and says, you know what? You can do better next time. But Cain doesn't listen. And if you don't do better next time, then you're going to have all sorts of problems. And here we see the, the, the precursor for the first murder, for the violence. The precursor is his depression. And we have to take a moment and say, recognize that most of, of, of uh, the problems in our life are not because of the situation we're in. It's because the, the way we are interpreting and engaging in that situation. Way less important than what we have, how much we have, and our accomplishments is our attitude, our appreciation for what we have, and our ability to, to use whatever accomplishments, whether they be at small or large, to lift ourselves up and lift and lift up humanity. You know, so so it's it's a really remarkable thing over Cain is unable to, for whatever reason, uh, receive God's message. He stays depressed. And then it says, the Torah tells us Cain spoke with his brother Abel. And it happened when they were in there, when they were in the field, that Cain rose up against his brother Abel and killed him. Oh my goodness. The Torah doesn't even tell us what Cain said. It just said he spoke with his brother Abel. But what do you say? What did he say before he killed his brother? And the answer is, it does not really matter. <laughs> it really doesn't matter what he said. Because anything he would have said is just a precursor for violence. Because the problem here is that Cain is depressed. He's upset. And he's unable to lift himself out of the depression. He had the right idea, right? Have gratitude. Do better the next time. Tomorrow, you know, the sun rises again in the east, and I, it, and I, and I can, I can, I will have a better day tomorrow. Be optimistic. Cain didn't do that. Rather, he just stayed in his hole. Right? It says, you know, it's interesting. The, um, you know, King Solomon writes, "Sheva pamim Seven times the righteous man falls and he gets up. The wicked man only falls once. Well, the righteous man falls a lot more times, but he gets up. The wicked man, he only falls once, but he stays in his gutter. He doesn't get up. So the first thing over here is the reason there was a first murder was because Cain refused to get up. Then he comes and he says something, but that something is irrelevant. What he said, it's just a pretext for, for violence. And by the way, this happens all the time. The guy has a lousy day at work, and then he shows up, comes home, and then his wife says something, kids do something, and it, pretty much inconsequential. And then the guy takes it out on his wife and kids. He yells and screams. Well, what did they do that was so wrong? The answer is nothing. You walked in the door in a lousy mood, so you were ready to be ignited, and therefore you caused other people problems. This, I, as a rabbi, I got to tell you, I see this all the time. I see this all the time. And therefore, by the way, just in this particular example of coming home, 
gentlemen, ladies, before you walk in that door at the end of the day, you've got to know what's going to greet you. If you have young children, probably a messy, a messy house and noise. But if you don't have young children, it might be still a messy house, but it might be, but it's somebody else who also had stress in their day. So I always say, when you're coming home, you know what you do before you get home? Guys, eat an apple. Keep an apple in the car. You don't want to walk in the door when you're hungry. <laughs> right? Have a little snack. And by the way, if you're really exhausted, you're really tired before you get home, pull to the side of the road, go to a quiet spot, right? And close your eyes in the car for 10 minutes. Relax, relax a little bit. But before you go in that front door at the end of the day, put a smile on your face and make sure that you are committed for the next 10 or even 15 minutes to making whoever's behind that door happy. Give them 100% of your attention. Give them, make sure you say, my goal is just to make everyone here happy. Put a smile on everyone's face. Compliment them. Tell them how great they are. If you are committed to that, your life will change. You will have a great marriage. You will raise healthy children and your life will be filled with blessing. But if you don't do it, sin crouches at the door. It's, a, right? this is, it's very, the, the metaphor of the, of, the, of the Torah is incredibly deep. If you don't put yourself in the right frame of mind when you go in the door, so then, and you are annoyed, then you'll be set off. And in the same way that Cain did something that will have deep consequences, so too very often people will have to do something that will have deep consequences. And it has way less to do with the other people than it does with simply your decision as you're going through that door. Okay, so nonetheless, what happens? Cain goes up and he, and he kills Abel. So when he kills Abel, it's interesting. The Talmud discusses how he killed him. He didn't exactly know how to kill him. So he just like stabbed him like a thousand times, <laughs> right? That's pretty much what he did. And then what happens is God shows up and Hashem says to Cain, hey, hey, Cain, where is Abel your brother? And Cain says, I don't know. Am I my brother's keeper? So it's interesting. Again, Hashem over here is doing the same thing he did with, with Adam in the Garden of Eden. He doesn't come in with an accusation. God knows what's wrong here, right? He doesn't, but he doesn't come in with a with an accusation. He asks a question. He's giving. He always give up, uh, give people a way to save face. Don't come in there aggressive. So where's 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 your where's Abel, your brother? And of course, Cain does something that he really it's it inherited from Adam, right? In the same way that when Adam was confronted about about the fruits, he Adam said, oh, "What? It was the woman you gave me. She gave me the fruit, and I ate it." In other words, passing responsibility off. So Cain really does the same thing as his father does. Again, it's, it is it is uh, generational, it's genetical almost, to not take responsibility. And he says, am I my brother's keeper? And we know the answer to that. Yes, you are your brother's keeper. As a matter of fact, a person could read the Torah as the entire Torah is an answer to this question. It's a question that is not brought up often, but it really, if you look through the Torah, you will see it week in and week out. The Torah is teaching us about kindness, about being our brother's keeper, about taking responsibility for the world to make the world a better place. All the 613 commandments somehow will be rooted back to that concept. All of the stories in the Torah will be rooted back to the, that concept. Cain, are you your brother's keeper? Yes, you are. 
and we also are our brother's keepers. Okay, so then what happens is God continues and he says, what have you done? The voice of your brother's bloods, literally, cry out to me from the ground. And therefore, you are cursed more than the ground, which opened wide its mouth to receive your brother's bloods from your hand. And when you work the ground, it shall no longer yield its strength to you. You'll become a vagrant and a wanderer on the earth. And that is his punishment. So I want to take a moment and talk about why is it the brother's bloods? You know, it's strange. It's a strange terminology in the Torah here. But literally, that's what it is. That the ground absorbed the bloods of your brother. And this is the idea that, that when we do an action, it is almost never a single solitary action without long-term consequences. And that here, the Talmud explains that when Cain, when Cain killed Abel, it's not only that he killed Abel. He killed every one of Abel's descendants. We don't know how, what greatness could have come from Abel's descendants. But they never came because Cain killed them. So I want to share with you an amazing story that I heard about, about Alan Dershowitz. Alan Dershowitz is a Jewish guy, an attorney, a Harvard law professor. One time he was teaching, he was speaking to a, a group of attorneys in Hamburg, Germany. as many years ago. So he turns and he says to them, he says, tell me, how many of you have su suffered from the Holocaust? So there were just a couple of like old attorneys that kind of like put up their hands, you know, like I'd suffered from the Holocaust, right? Then he said, how many of you, and there's hundreds of people in the audience. He says, how many of you's families have suffered from diseases like cancer, heart disease, uh, uh, you know, other kinds of sicknesses? Pretty much everyone's hand goes up. And then he takes a pause and he says, who knows if the cures to all those diseases went up in smoke in Auschwitz and Treblinka? And Alan Dershowitz reported that afterwards there were several attorneys that came up to him and said, after this talk, and said, yes, I too have suffered from the Holocaust. You understand, we, we don't know the power of, of a person's descendants. We don't know what we do. So, so this is a huge point that the Torah wants to make related with Cain, that your actions, our actions, are very, very impactful, and that could have very long-reaching effects. Now, if Cain were to think about that when he was depressed, that, that one point would have lifted him up. Because we always say that a person who's depressed, the main thing you got to do, get out there and start helping other people. Don't stop and say, oh, that guy had favoritism. He got a blessing. Oh, you know what? It seemed like people liked him better. It seemed like God liked that person better, blessed that person better. And because I'm comparing myself to, to that person's blessings, then what happens all of a sudden is, oh, you know, I'm, you know, I feel jealous and upset. Rather stop and say, what can I do? tomorrow, what can I do even in my next action that could bring goodness in the world? And, and that goodness could be multiplied in so many ways. And that will literally lift a person's spirits up and give them energy to accomplish tremendous, tremendous things. It is perhaps for this reason that Cain, and Cain does get this idea a little bit, that his, his punishment is that he would wander the earth. 
he'd wander the earth and he'd become a little bit of a, a vagrant to see, wait a second, there is so much good that I can do in the world. And he actually eventually builds a city and eventually seven generations later, he actually is killed by his, his direct descendant, you know, Tubal Cain. That's, he, he does, his, his ending is an ending that, you know, God takes literally him and his line out of, out of humanity. But we, have, but we can learn a valuable lesson from him. Lessons of when we're experiencing gratitude and, and doing our most to show our gratitude. Don't try and ch- you know, chintz anyone out from the gratitude that they deserve. When we do that, and if a person is feeling sad, we understand that they can get themselves out of it. And the way to get them out of it is a way to get yourself out of it is by focusing on the tremendous good that you can bring others and to make sure that other people also have an amazing life. Thanks for listening to the Life is Great podcast. Share this with your friends and they will love you for it. If you have questions or comments, please email me at rabbiyitzwine at gmail.com. That's R-A-B-B-I-Y-I-T-Z-W-Y-N-E at gmail. For more content, check out our Facebook page and YouTube channel. Thank you to Dana Rutherford for producing today's episode. And remember, if you decide to make it a great day, then your life will be great.